go ahead and get started. Um, thank you all so much for joining our town hall meeting for October. We are so pleased to be with you. I wanted to share some uh, quick save the date information. Reminder, no school on Friday or Monday, so no drop off. You get to stay home, that's exciting. Don't forget. <laughs> um, wanted to also share with you all that our Frisco Fast Packs food drive is still ongoing, so we encourage you um, to, of course, uh, uh, continue bringing those food donations. Um, also wanted to share that our um, Bible studies are, are active and, and moving along. So those are on Thursdays. We'd love for you to join. Homecoming is coming up here soon. Lots of, uh, lots of information coming up on that front uh, throughout this presentation tonight. Um, and then also our admissions team is hosting a LCA Zoom at noon uh, next week. You'll hear more about that here in just a moment as well. Uh, prayer walk is next Wednesday at 8.45 a.m. We encourage you to join our PTF uh, prayer walk group. Uh, we also have a, uh, a wonderful parenting conference coming up. It's the Perfectly Imperfect virtual conference that's presented by Christian Parenting, and a portion of those sales uh, benefit Legacy, so we'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, and then uh, later in October, we have a Christmas shopping event at Paper Affair uh, right down the street and 15% of proceeds will benefit LCA. So we'd love to see you that evening. Um, Virtual Eagle Mama is also coming up. So we can't wait to hear from uh, Jerrica Olson. And then last but not least, our November virtual town hall will be on the 4th. So with that, I uh, wanted to share with you all some admissions deadlines that we wanted you to be aware of. Sibling and staff uh, children priority deadline is November 6th. So if you have uh, siblings that you'd like to enroll at Legacy, or if you are a staff member with children that you'd like to enroll, uh, get those applications in. And also, um, I mentioned this earlier, but we have a Zoom at noon with our admissions team. If you have folks in your network that are interested in connecting with our admissions team, interested in enrollment, uh, we have a variety of opportunities for them to connect with us, and one of which is our Zoom at noon. Uh, so we'd love for you to sign up. So next up, we're very excited. Homecoming is on. It's happening. Uh, we're thrilled. Um, so next week will be a big week. Um, and you can see the schedule here. I'm not going to go over it. It's also in your email that you received from uh, Mr. McGee just about an hour ago. So please do check that out. Um, spirit shop, if you need some spirit gear for homecoming week. Um, please do place those orders and visit us online for, um, for your shopping needs for all things LCA. And then also as a reminder, if you have not yet downloaded the app, we encourage you to do so. And here is the password to log in. So with that, I am turning things over to uh, our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee for an opening prayer and welcome. Well, hey, Legacy community, it's uh, great to be with you. It's, it's uh, great to be in my own office uh, I've been absent uh, for the last three weeks, and um, uh, first of all, I want to just thank you all for your prayers and meals and expressions of, uh, of uh, support and concern and encouragement through your uh, cards and your well wishes. I, I, I really appreciate, Jan and I both appreciate the legacy community even more uh, as I've convalesced from my surgery. But uh, I, I can tell you, I was even excited to put on a tie this morning. Uh, it was just fun to be back in school and see the students and faculty and staff at work. And, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm where I need to be. So uh, again, 
thank you for your patience as I convalesced and uh, all things are, are going uh, right on schedule for my recovery. I feel terrific, I'm pain free for the first time in about 10 months. And so um, I'm very, very thankful. So with that, I'm gonna uh, open our um, town hall with a word of prayer. And so if you would bow with me, please. Our Father, I am thankful for this day and this time together with our friends um, on our faculty, on our staff, in our parent body, and all those who have chosen to gather in your name, um, even virtually, um, even uh, uh, on this uh, town hall meeting where we share um, important information with one another. Uh, Father, we do gather in a spirit of gratitude uh, for your loving providence over our school. We're thankful that uh, we've been spared um, uh, a serious uh, illness, uh, that uh, there's been a minimal number of uh, students and staff uh, affected by this virus. And uh, we don't take that for granted, Father. We, uh, we know that it is your uh, loving hand that is protecting us on a daily basis. And so for that, we praise you and give you thanks. Father, I'm thankful that uh, for just the, the uh, outstanding educators that um, show up every day to serve our students who work hard uh, during the day and in the off hours to um, uh, uh, provide the very best education possible. Father, I'm just uh, in awe of their um, dedication I am uh, uh, honored and humbled to be a part of uh, this community and to see these dedicated Christian leaders um, practice their craft. And so, Father, I just ask that you bless them, that you give them rest, that you continue to encourage them, and that you um, uh, help them um, be encouraged by the meaningful work they're, they're doing on a daily basis. Father, I ask that uh, this time together be one that be uh, a time of enlightenment, that uh, questions would be answered, uh, anxieties would be um, uh, lessened, and uh, 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 we would uh, all uh, uh, enter this time in a spirit of grace and peace. And I pray all these things in your son's name and for his sake. Amen. All right, well, with that, I wanna turn this back over to Shannon. Uh, she's got several other announcements regarding our upcoming annual funds. Shannon? Hey, thank you, Mr. McGee. Um, all right, well, y'all, I'm so excited to come to you today to talk a little bit more about this year's annual fund, uh, which as you know, we've renamed our Stronger Together Fund. So we will continue under that banner. Um, and I am so proud to announce that we have reached 100% participation across two very important groups. So our faculty and staff um, have given at 100% participation and they've given over $25,000, which is just really tremendous and fantastic. Um, secondly, our board of trustees, a group of uh, parent leaders, um, they have come together and they have donated $460,000 cumulatively um, along with 100% participation. So if you're doing the math, that's right about half a million dollars, which is just tremendous. Um, and it shows the true spirit of our community that we do lock arms and we move through challenges together and 
and we support each other in times of need. So I wanted to quickly update you and, and make sure that we all understand the purpose of our annual fund. When we talk about it, what does it mean? Um, so tuition, we, we all understand tuition. We make those payments. Those are mission critical funds. So that's everything that our LCA students need to receive an excellent education. Those are budgeted funds. Our annual fund, it's enrichments and enhancements. So it's experiences above and beyond what can be provided by tuition alone. So you can see a list of items um, that we are proud of that we've funded in the past. And the first one that I wanna point out to you is that last year, we released over $950,000 in tuition assistance. Much, much of that was due to the annual fund. And so when you think back to last year, you think back to the challenges that we had and that we continue to have with, um, with this pandemic. Um, our annual fund allowed us to stay together as a community. It allowed many of our friends, uh, many of our students um, to stay enrolled um, and, and to continue their education here at Legacy. This is tremendously important. So if you have a heart for this school, we ask that you give. Um, we ask that you give generously and we ask that you, you are prayerful in that giving um, so that we can continue on together. Um, so with that, I would love to invite our board chairman, uh, Mr. Brad Brenneman, to talk just a bit more about the annual fund uh, from his perspective. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, and hello, everyone in the legacy community. Um, First of all, I'd like to extend some big thanks to our faculty and staff, administrators, everyone for tremendous leadership, a great start to the school year. I think I speak on behalf of all the parents in saying we're very grateful to be opened up and uh, we're very grateful that we've done it safely and, and well. And so thank you all for your sacrifices and thank you all for digging deeply. Uh, and sacrificing for the annual fund as well. 100% participation from faculty and staff is, is awesome. Thank you also to the parents on this line for many of you have supported LCA and the annual fund over the past several years. And uh, my wife Leanne and I are very grateful to be partners with you in helping our kids uh, have a life-changing opportunity at Legacy. So thanks so much. Um, just a little context from the trustees perspective since mr mcgee started at lca a top priority has been funding our continued improvements added programming as shannon said enhancements and enrichments and our growth as a school and it's important for people to understand no private school lca included can achieve improvements and growth and enhancements on tuition alone it just doesn't happen. And so the reality is Spanish immersion, professional schools, support and professional development for our faculty and staff, improvements to fine arts and athletics, all the things you saw listed on the prior slide and more. And very importantly, all the needs-based support for our families, uh, particularly during these times, uh, would not happen, just can't happen on tuition alone. It really does happen through the annual fund. Our peer schools have similar funds. Bottom line, it's just essential to our growth and so um, in health. So uh, it couldn't be more important than, uh, than now to be a part of the annual fund. Um, I will say specifically to COVID this year, um, that uh, we frankly wouldn't have had the funds uh, without digging deep into cash reserves to open up this year without it. Um, you know, in terms of 
the funds to support technology upgrades, additional faculty, all the things we have to do and have had to do this year, the annual fund has played a vital role in it. So um, thank you once again for uh, being a part of it. And I'll just wrap up with the, uh, the big ask, I guess. Please devote time to praying about your participation in this year's annual fund. Uh, please seek God's wisdom and uh, his direction. And then once you have it, please join us and take the leap of faith wherever he leads you to, to commit the annual fund. You, by doing so, you help everyone have this experience of LCA. You help us to continue to improve LCA. And, uh, and we're just very grateful for the opportunity to, uh, to do that. So thanks so much again for your support. And as the theme on the page says, every gift, every family, every year. The goal is no matter whether it's $50 or whatever gift you decide is appropriate for your family, participating is the goal. And so please leap in and, and prayerfully consider that. Thank you so much. And I will turn it back to Shannon or Bill, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, uh, Brad, uh, for that um, uh, explanation and, and appeal uh, to support our annual fund. I, I just want to add something to that. Um, you know, I'm so proud that our faculty and staff stepped up for, for the third year in a row and are supporting this fund at 100%. That, that, I mean, these worthy servants give their time and talent and even their treasure to uh, benefit your children. So that, that is to be commended. And I want to challenge you parents to, uh, to match that level of participation. If 100% of our teachers and, and administrators can give to the school, so can 100% of our parents. And I would ask that you consider joining uh, my wife, Jana, and me and uh, making uh, the school a top priority in your giving. For us, it's number two behind our church. And um, we just believe that strongly in Christian education. So um, again, thank you all for your prayerful consideration and for supporting our Stronger Together Fund. With that, I want to turn it over to our division principals who will uh, share with you uh, a progress report of what's going on in their division uh, regarding our educational plans this year and some changes that we've already instituted or, or are about to institute. And so first up, I uh, want to uh, welcome uh, Miss Tiffany McCollum, our lower school principal. Tiffany, What's going on in the lower school now? Oh, well, good evening, parents, and thank you for joining us. And things are going very well in lower school. And, uh, you know, your children are just adjusting so well. They're um, wearing their masks when they need to, and um, they're getting a lot of uh, breaks from their masks during the day. We're getting them outside for fresh air and um, going to specials. In fact, our library, you probably have noticed, has even recently opened up. So. Anyway, we're, um, you know, everything's just going, uh, going wonderful and in lower school. So coming up in, in my division, we um, have parent conference day coming up on Monday, October 26th. And um, this, your teachers, your child's teacher will be setting up Zoom times with you um, to conference with you and give you a progress report um, of your child for the first quarter. And also just a reminder that um, students in lower school do not uh, come to school that day. So our teachers will be on campus uh, to Zoom with you um, at home. So 
um, anyway, the next thing I want to share with you is chapel. And first of all, a big thank you to um, Mrs. Carrie Thompson and Mr. Nick Rhodes for pulling together our chapel video every week that our students are watching from their classrooms. Um, anyway, currently we are working our way through the life of Daniel, who is a person in the Bible that has nothing negative said about him. Um, he is a great example of true godly character. And the students have been exercising their deep thinking by coming up with character traits they see in Daniel's life that stand out to them as traits that they would like to possess too. Uh, we are comparing and contrasting what students in other classes listed as key character traits in Daniel's life as compared to what their class came up with as a key list. Our next step is to have students build a key lower school character trait list and they will take ownership because they are choosing the traits that they see as most important in Daniel's life and in their lives too. Um, anyway, we also are having some amazing praise and worship time with Mr. Rhodes in our chapel. Uh, we're focusing on a Bible verse to hide in our hearts and the students are just loving this time um, each and every Wednesday. Um, so next week is a big week at LCA. It's our homecoming week. And um, nothing is more exciting with lower school students than these fun dress up days that we have. So anyway, you probably have seen um, uh, in my weekly email the different dress up days next week. And one thing that I, we do ask parents is that um, there are no weapons that are brought to school that go along with the costumes. I know in uh, years past, we've seen that on occasion. But anyway, if you could be mindful um, of not sending those with your, with your children, if it goes along with their dress up costume. And um, yes, lower school parents are welcome to attend the parade and pep rally. We would love to have you there to cheer on our mighty eagles and uh, walk the parade route with us. But one thing we do ask that is um, when we come to the stadium for uh, the pep rally, that students and teachers only are um, on the football field where we will be seated. Uh, parents will be allowed to uh, watch from outside of the fence that surrounds the field. But anyway, we would love to have you join us and bring your noisemakers and uh, we'll have a great time. Uh, the next thing coming up in lower school is we the uh, talent show uh, for this year, the lower school talent show is going virtual this year. And next week in my principal email, you will see uh, dates and registration information uh, about this um, talent show coming up. And also on another note with this, Mr. Rhodes is giving out three SOAR tickets for all entries. And as parents, as you know, these SOAR tickets are like gold here in lower school. So anyway, we hope that that will motivate uh, your child to uh, submit an entry with this. But anyway, be on the lookout for more information um, next Thursday in my weekly email. But anyway, parents, we I thank you for your support, your encouragement. I am here for you um, to visit with you anytime, but your children are doing great. Um, they're just, they're so happy when I see them um, each and every day and um, just smiles on their faces when they have their mask off and when they're on, you can just see the glow in their eyes that they're just happy to be on campus. And I think the lower school teachers and I are just uh, grateful to be on campus. Every day we're here as a gift. So anyway, thank you for your support. And now I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Adam Housley. <laughs> Well, thank you, Tiffany. Uh, I've been watching the chat and I have not seen 
any questions come in for you, but luckily for you, I prepared two. I think they're very important questions. Number one is who's your favorite neighbor, your office neighbor? That would be you, Mr. Housley. That's a good answer. <laughs> and then who is your pick for OU Texas? Texas, hook of okay. horns. All right, that's what I was afraid of. So with that, we're gonna move that's right on. <laughs> with that, we're gonna move uh, right on to Dr. Joy Bell, Dr. Bell. Hi everyone. It is so, uh, so great to, to be here. This has um, been a great start to the year. Um, you guys have been so welcoming to me and, and sending so many notes and our family has felt very welcomed here at Legacy. So it's been a great start. I am having a great time um, with these middle schoolers. You know, you, I often am told you have to be a special principal to, to love the middle and I love the middle. Um, every morning we start off together with Zoom announcements. So I, I sort of Zoom in the classrooms and celebrate birthdays and give scriptures with them. Um, also, we have our pledges together. So we have a great start to every day together. It's been a wonderful beginning of the school year. So it's been great. I wanna share a couple of things with you. Very similarly to the lower school, we also this year have October 26th, the parent conference day, there's no school. Um, for fifth through eighth uh, graders. So if you bring them, there won't be anyone in the car line to receive them. And we don't want you to get your feelings hurt with that. We're going to be in our classrooms that day, teachers. I will also be there with them. Um, if you have any sorts of needs or you wanna talk with your, your child's teacher or team, then they've already reached out to you to set up times to the conference via Zoom. And so please reach out to them. Um, we have some breaking news for lunch. Um, we will begin next Tuesday having lunch in the cafeteria um, by grade levels. We will follow uh, the, the upper school's model of the different petitions um, on the table. So we've already worked all of those details out so we will get together safely. Um, one of the questions that you may have is will your, will your child have lunch every day in the cafeteria? At this time, they will not, but right now they're eating in their classrooms. So when they go to the cafeteria at this point, they will be able to mix with their friends that they've been missing all year, which is so very important to us to, to not only meet their academic needs, but also their social and emotional needs. And so this is one way that we're beginning sort of baby steps to that process. So that will begin on Tuesday and you will receive a communication from me tomorrow in the newsletter about that. But I wanted to just share that we're so excited um, about that, that process the students are and also um, the teachers as well. So that's what's happening with that. Also, you'll receive a communication from me via RINWEB about pre-ordering in that process that will change a little bit. Um, and so that'll come, expect that from me if you've been pre-ordering, because now we can actually just go through the line as we did last year. And so we can take out some of that and, or some of your kiddos who may miss their lunch and, and didn't pre-order. So we have a lot of different things that will, will be solved by this new process. Um, again, remembering that we are following COVID-19 policies. We are not abandoning. Uh, Mr. McGee's commitment and the school's commitment to safety. Uh, we're just expanding the opportunity for our students to have some social emotional um, relief during this time. We also, and we've had all year recess. My eighth graders don't like it, me to call it recess because that's like, that's a baby term for them. So for the eighth graders and seventh graders, we call it instructional breaks. 
I want to give you some guidance again how that's happening. Um, students are going outside. They are masked when they, they leave the building. They are masked when they return. Um, their masks are off um, when they're outside because the research and the data support um, that there's less concern when, we, when we're outside in the open air. But we're still, again, following the COVID-19 expectations that Mr. McGee has laid out for the community. Um, we're not playing contact sports that are really close together. A lot of dodgeball happening. Um, just a lot of conversations, again, giving them time together. We have split up the seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade have study hall every day. Um, and so we're now taking 20 minutes of that 80 minute block to get them outside and get them an instructional break and just to break out of the classroom. So that's been working really well. Fifth and sixth grade, we have their break. They, we can say recess for them. Um, for recess for fifth and sixth grade during their lunch time. So they, they go outside and then later they have their lunch. And so that's helped us to reduce the volume of students together. We have 268 students in the middle school. So we found another way to continue recess breaks and also follow the guidelines that Mr. McGee has uh, laid out. You received a communication from me last week, but you also received a communication last year as it relates to the universal drug testing that's happened that's already occurred in the upper school successfully. Um, and so we also will begin that this year. All seventh and eighth grade students will be included in a random sample. Um, we're going to test 30 students in the fall and 30 students in the spring. That will happen later this month. Um, students will give a hair sample in the month of October and again in the spring. Um, while we do not expect students to test positive, we do have a redemptive path that will be offered. So um, our students will have an opportunity in the middle school. If, if for some reason there's a positive test, they will meet with the assistant principal and our counselor and, we, and the parents and your, the parents as well. And we will have a redemptive path for them um, for that. All students in the random group will be screened for the following uh, drugs. And I do have a doctorate, but I am not a physician, so I will not attempt all of these names on uh, during this public forum. Uh, but you can see those there. You could also see the panel and the additional areas that we will be testing for. Testing is for a 90, uh, within a 90 day window. Uh, and so that sample, that hair sample will detect um, out of balance amounts and dosages of, of uh, drugs um, within a 90 day range. So uh, that's the answer to that. I see a question. It says, will we be notified if our child is selected? Um, you will not be notified because that takes the random piece. But if you have concerns about your child being tested alone, please reach out to nurse Detloff and she will be able to support you with some options in that in that manner. Ms. Tapp, I saw your email. Okay. Any other questions? Mr. Housley, back to you. And just in case you're going to ask me a football question, LSU Tigers is the answer. I don't know that the questions I have to ask about that are, are fit for this uh, forum. So I'll, I'll stick to the script here. Um, another question that was asked about drug testing was how will the random drug testing take place? Is there a communication plan? You kind of touched on that with Ms. Tapp's question, but wanted to ask it more generally. I'd be more than happy to answer that. We have a randomized uh, system. So student numbers, their ID numbers, not their names are put into a little, little system that we have and, and whatever numbers are given back to us are the students. So we're not 
selecting students knowingly by name. It really is a random process that my assistant supports me with. And then those names are provided then to, to Nurse Angie, and then the process will continue. On the day of the testing, uh, we will go and personally get the student. Again, we're recognizing that for some students, this may cause a little concern. And so we're gonna be very careful in how we uh, we get them from their classrooms. We will privately um, take them into a private suite in the middle school suite um, to, to get their sample. The two nurses, Nurse Lester and Nurse Angie will be here to support us in that process. All right, and you mentioned the, the number of students. I think you said 30 students. Is that per grade or is that total? That is in total. So 30 students out of uh, the total that we have for uh, the seventh and eighth grade students. Okay. So we have about 79 uh, seventh graders, about 91, 92 eighth graders. So 30 out of those will be selected. Thank you. Um, a lunch question for you. Can students sit with their friends uh, in, in different grades during lunch? They cannot sit with, the, with their friends in different grades because we won't mix the grades. So eighth grade will have one day, fifth grade will have another day, sixth grade will have another day, and so on. Uh, they will be able to sit with their eighth grade friends or their seventh grade friends. So right now at this initial level, we are only introducing grade level lunches. Okay, so in the uh, recess, not recess time, can you talk about what type of recreational sports students are allowed to play during this time? Yes, non-contact sports. Again, we are managing 268 students. So again, the research and the data support outside um, and, and we have a reduced level of concern, but there still is a concern. So we want to ensure that we're following um, at a level orange. Mr. McGee's outlined for the COVID-19 and the health team's recommendations. So games such as dodgeball, um, again, there's a lot of talking, believe it or not. The middle schoolers want to talk to each other. The boys want to want to talk with each other. The girls want to talk with each other. So sometimes they play those games that, um, again, dodgeball is one, one of the things that we do. We're not playing basketball. We're not playing the gaga pit. Those kinds of different things that have a lot of sweat involved, a lot of close contact. And that's been working really well for us. And um, we're going to continue that model. All right, last question for you, Dr. Bell. Can you clarify pickup times? I believe this is pertaining to uh, fifth and sixth grade. Uh, the child says 3.15, but the parent says 3.30. Yeah, pickup times, we normally start immediately following lower school. And now that we have a great, uh, some data to support what we're doing, about 3.25 is when we begin calling those cars down. Um, and then we start calling the names of the students. So that's, that's, that's our pickup beginning process immediately following. We don't want parents to have to wait in line another 15 minutes. So typically we have a long line waiting at that time. So we just begin calling students' names. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Bell. And with that, we will head on over to the upper school with Mr. Mosley. Thank you, Adam. It's good to see, uh, not see, but hear everybody. Uh, know you're out there in chat world doing the things virtually we do, uh, be on yet another town hall. So I do have a few things I wanna briefly update you on. One is obviously uh, athletics. Um, so, so we do have uh, some, some challenges with COVID-19 with regard to athletics and seating and spacing. And we, our, our athletic department has done an amazing job using a new ticketing system 
And while we're working through that, we have our first home game this Friday, which was an ad, by the way. Um, we originally had two home games, not counting the star. Um, but this one has been added due to a cancellation. And so, um, so we picked up a team from San Antonio, a Cornerstone Christian, a highly ranked team, a strong team coming into play um, here on this Friday night. So if you happen to have season tickets for that, I want to clarify that that does not apply to this game. You need to purchase a ticket because that was not uh, how that was originally laid out. So, but we do have a uh, ticketing options. Those are available online. You get that on our website and it is limited. We do provide prioritization for family members of participants, i.e. band, cheerleader, and football players. Um, so we do have some prioritization there. Um, but outside of that, there are general admission tickets or general admission tickets, some for students as well. Um, and then we have some overflow areas that we can tap into. We're doing the best we can. Uh, we're at, we did move from 40 to 50% capacity recently. So that has helped some as well. Um, so go and get those tickets. We'd love to have you come out and support the Eagles, but you do need to plan ahead to do that. Um, also, there will be some changes when you get there. You need to find a pl certain place to sit. Um, those are marked on the bleachers. We need to sit in your pods. You need to wear masks as you're getting there. You're allowed to take your mask off when you're seated or if you're eating, enjoying something from the concession stand. Otherwise, if you're up and about, you need to have the mask on. Um, we do, we'll take temperature checks. You must have a digital code to get in. Uh, so we, it is very limited. You just can't show up that night. Um, you have to have purchased a ticket in advance. And if you say, well, I'd love to come, but I don't have a ticket. Can I still see it? And the answer is yes. All of our games are live streamed. You can find that on the website as well. Um, the link to view those, those are free of charge. You can see those online and watch the game. And a lot of, uh, of you I know out there are enjoying that feature. I've also been doing, uh, we completed ACT testing yesterday for all of our upper school students. We did um, for nine through 12. And um, this Saturday, we're, we're hosting the PSAT. We have over 60 students taking that test. Um, here at, at Legacy. So it's a tremendous advantage for our students to be able to, to do these college entrance tests on our campus. We also have a date uh, in March, on March the 2nd. And if you have a 10th grader, um, that's the first date, actually before the national dates, that you can take the test for record. So if you're a ten, your first time a 10th grader can take it, and we recommend you take it multiple times. So you, you can sign up to take that at Legacy on March the 2nd as well. Um, drug testing update. So you heard Dr. Bell talk about that over in the middle school. And let me just give you a word of encouragement here. It is a new policy this year. Um, we, we tested everyone here in the upper school. And we're testing all of our faculty as well. Ours went very, very smoothly. And um, we've gotten really good at it. We hire professionals to come in and help. Or our, our nurses are very well trained as well. Um, it's gone very, very well. Um, we had about one, we had a 1.75% positivity rate in the upper school. That's grades nine through 12. Just so you know, the usage rate um, for alcohol and drugs in America right now is 30 to 38% among teenagers. So to know, um, yeah, we can tell you, we can't say we're 100% drug free, but we're as close as you can get and accountability is very high. And I really want to commend our board and the leadership of Mr. McGee in helping us uh, implement this program. It's gone very well. Um, and some, some would say in the upper school, we, we, you do that one time and you're done. And the answer is no, we will do two uh, random samples as well during the year. So, and, they, and, and it's a 90 day window of accountability. So, um, so I want you to know that 1.75% is a really good rate. The average uh, here in Texas among sister schools like us is about 1.8, 1.9%. 
So we're doing very, very well. We're working with those families redemptively, and they were very, very appreciative to be in the know about what their kids are facing these days. And lastly, homecoming. You heard us mention that. Um, so yes, we're still doing homecoming and we're moving forward. Things are a little bit different, but not much. Um, the two biggest things uh, that are, we're gonna need your help on um, outside of the game uh, attendance challenges that we have. Um, the two other things are, uh, we are not able to do at this time a homecoming dance. I know that is very uh, disappointing, particularly for our ladies. Uh, they really look forward to that. Um, it's about the only time they get these guys to ask them out on a date and I get it, you know, um, so they really enjoy uh, having that. And so, you know, look, we don't want to take that away, but it's just not safe at this point in time. And I have been to our dances and I know, I mean, the, the very nature of a dance requires you to be inside of six feet. So, so we have to work with this a little bit. We, we're going to postpone it. We're not canceling it. We're going to postpone it to a later time in the year and we hope things will improve. We'll be able to do that. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is when you come to the parade, we want you to be here, we want you to be a part of it. Um, we want, you need to wear a mask, okay? Even, even though we're outdoors, because we get kind of really close uh, in all these uh, walking down and passing by. So we're asking that you wear a mask uh, during, during that time. Um, we're also <clears throat> a change that we will do the coronation ceremony at the pep rally after the parade. So because of the ticketing situation and people wanting to come that maybe don't want to come to the game, et cetera, things, we feel like this is great. Our students were super excited that we're doing it there and everybody was going to get to be a part of it. So that is a change that will take place right after the parade. We'll do the coronation ceremony followed by the pep rally and you are welcome to attend. Um, that's all I have. Uh, Adam, any questions? Yes, I do have uh, just a few questions for you. Let me get them up here. Um, first question, when will general admission tickets go on sale for the football game on Friday? Those open up, um, those, those will open up, I think it's, it's just about 12 hours or so before. So um, I think it's Thursday night, uh, first thing Friday morning, some, somewhere in that time frame. Um, so that's, that's, that's when those general admissions will, will open up. So be ready to go Thursday night to purchase those tickets. Okay. Uh, a question uh, has come up a couple of times. Can you reconfirm the PSAT date? Uh, yeah, I think I misspoke. It's not this weekend. It's the weekend of homecoming. So it is actually the Saturday nice. after the game. Um, that's one of the, another, you know, that's another reason why we didn't do a, a special activity that we're doing instead of homecoming dance. We didn't do it on Saturday night because of, uh, uh, Friday night because of testing on Saturday morning. So, so yeah, it's, it, I, I stand corrected. I think it's the 16th or 17th, whatever that date is. Yes. Yes. October 17th. Perfect. Okay. I think that's it. So with that, we will turn it back over to Mr. McGee with some COVID policy updates. All right. Thank you, um, Adam. And uh, thank you principals for uh, those informative updates on what's going on in, your, in our divisions. As you can see, um, you know, as, as much as possible, we're trying to keep our, uh, our school operations as normal as, as we possibly can while we still um, ensure the uh, health and safety of, of our, our, our community. Um, I, I found out today, I didn't know this, uh, Shannon Nelson actually sent me a couple of articles that, uh, you know, in Frisco ISD, only about half of the students are actually on campus right now. And um, uh, beginning 
next week uh, or the week following, I think just over half will be on campus. So I feel very blessed that we're in a school where 95%, actually more than 95% uh, of our students are meeting in person. And so, so that's a real, real blessing and a real, uh, I think, testament to uh, all concerned about, uh, uh, you know, what we've been able to do to um, uh, open our doors and, and keep them open. Also found out that an elementary school in Prosper is shut down this week because of uh, high infection rate. And so um, one of the things I wanted to share with you is, you know, the, the modalities that you've seen numerous times at the different uh, levels, level one through four, and they're color coded. And currently we're in level three. But I want to uh, tell you that we are trending towards level two. And I think our, our face, uh, face mask um, breaks that we've instituted in grades five through 12 is an indication of that. The fact that middle school will now be able to, to go to the cafeteria for their lunches. So we're slowly but surely pulling back some of our restrictions. And uh, it, it very well could be in the next few weeks that we ended up in level two, but you know, those lines that separate level two and level three are not definitive. I mean, they're, they're, they're a little uh, uh, fuzzy as well. So, you know, we may still institute some restrictions in level three as we trend towards level two. So um, uh, I, I'm often asked this question is, well, who determines the levels? And I've answered that before, but I'll answer it again. The senior leadership team of our school makes the final determination uh, based on the data that we have available to us, recommendations from the CDC, recommendations from the uh, um, uh, from other health officials, and of course, any government officials that have authority over us. So, so you know, it's a combination of, of uh, data and information that we use to determine our, our levels. So, um, and uh, the other question I'm asked, quite often is, well, who's on the health and wellness committee, uh, which is one of our crisis management teams. And uh, I have shared that information as well, but I want you to know we have, first of all, it's chaired by our director of health services, Angie Detloff. Um, she's the point person and, and the lead in those meetings, but uh, there are two LCA parents who are physicians. Um, Dr. Judy Lee, who is a local pediatrician, works for uh, Children's Medical, as well as Dr. Kang Tran, uh, who it works with Baylor Scott and White. Both of these uh, uh, doctors have uh, volunteered their time uh, to meet with us regularly to assess where we are in the pandemic. Uh, in fact, we had a meeting just this morning at uh, eight o'clock this morning with with the group and one of the questions we ask the doctors is help us know what the trends are. What are you seeing out there on the front line regarding the level of infections in this area? And so that information is very important uh, to us as we determine uh, uh, what uh, protocols should uh, remain in place or should uh, we should adopt um, to uh, ensure the safety of our community. Um, also on that committee is Jenna Snyder, who is our director of uh, counseling, and, um, and, and she represents kind of the, the mental uh, and emotional uh, 
well-being of our students. And she shares with us uh, kind of that, that state uh, of, of where our students are uh, in handling the, the stress and anxiety that they may be under. Um, and this morning, we had all three principals on the call as well, because we want to make sure that the principals are uh, well informed of uh, what's going on, uh, not just within the school, but also uh, in our immediate community and so our surrounding community. So um, I, I say all that just to uh, uh, help you understand how we determine which uh, modality we're currently in. And again, we are um, a level three trending towards level two and Lord willing, we'll be in level two soon and we'll be able to remove some of the other restrictions. But I, I, I will tell you parents, if you're worried that you know we're, we're kind of backsliding here, we will not make those decisions without uh, clear evidence that we're not putting our students in greater uh, harm, harm's way, our students and teachers. So anyway, uh, I, I wanted to share those with you. And as and I want to uh, then now call on um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mosley to share a decision tree that uh, that may be helpful. So uh, this actually is, is uh, something we're, we're constantly refining how we communicate and, and uh, 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 how, we, how you as parents know what to do if you have a suspected case in your family or with your, uh, your child. So uh, Kevin, why don't you share with us this uh, uh, latest decision tree? Sure, thank you, uh, Mr. McGee. So, um, if you're looking at this decision tree with us, which I assume you can see it on your screen, I, I will draw your attention to the first four boxes at the top. These are basic four situations that, I mean, 99% of what's going to happen regarding COVID, if, you, if you're with your family, uh, will we'll fall on one of these four. And I'd like to talk first about the two, the three that are on the right, because um, they're the most simple. Um, if you have, you can see those, those, uh, those boxes, a positive COVID test, or if you are in close contact with someone who is positive or if someone in your household, which would be close contact, obviously, with someone who is positive. So this is all dealing with positive situations that have been confirmed. Um, if you are positive, you'll see the first thing that you do in all these situations is fill out the form. Um, this, this is important. This, this uh, form that we have online, the COVID reporting form, it triggers a lot of things and it's very important. We'll talk about it a little bit more in a minute, but it's important that you do that first. Um, if you are COVID positive, it's pretty simple. You have 10 days uh, that you have to be out. And if your symptoms are, are fine, you're symptom free after that, symptoms have improved, you're, you're good to come back. Um, and all of that is handled through the nurse's office and that form handles those, those uh, notifications and conversations and um, things like that. If you're, a, you're close contact trace with someone or have someone in your home, you're looking at a 14-day quarantine, uh, regardless of testing or anything else. It's, it's just 14 days. You're going to be out 14 days. That's why we have flex. You move in. If you can do uh, schoolwork or those type of things, you just do it from home. We'll move you into flex for that amount of time. And, and as soon as those 14-day quarantine's over, you can come back, assuming that you don't get positive. If you do positive, you've got to go back to, the, um, you know, to a 10-day from that point. So that's really um, pretty cut and dry. Now it's a little bit um, more challenging. You see that a more complicated tree on the left there. If, if what happens if we have some symptoms, I'm not sure what they are. Um, well, the first thing I'm gonna ask are these new symptoms for you or not? Um, is this new? 
is, do you always get allergies this time of year? Is it just allergies or just, you know, so you got to begin asking those questions. If it's not new to you, you've had, you've had allergies all this time, um, then you're okay. You, no action is required. Keep coming to school. But if it's something that's new, um, it's something that you're concerned about, then we ask you to get with your physician. Okay. And then a physician then will check your file. They know your, they know your student, they know your family. Um, if they know, well, you get this every time of year, you know, ragweed always gets you. This is, this is uh, consistent. If the, if the doctor has concerns, they'll, they'll get you tested. Okay. Um, they'll do those things. Um, but if they say, if they say, look, you know, you don't have, um, I can't tell you that you don't have COVID. You may have COVID. Well, then you're in a situation where you got to have a five day quarantine and go get a test. And you don't want to do a test uh, any sooner than five days after uh, the symptoms appear, because at that point in time, you don't know if the test is going to be valid. Um, so if you, if your doctor can't rule that out, then you're going to have to do a five-day quarantine and get a test, okay? And then based on what that test is, whether it's negative, um, you can upload the negative test after five days and come back to school. Uh, if it's positive, then you, you move into your 10-day quarantine. Now, what if the doctor says, this person has allergies, they're not presenting any other things, everything is fine. If they'll write a note confirming that it's not COVID, then you can come back to school, but you have to upload that um, through the form and submit, submit it. So you can see this is kind of the most complicated case is when you have symptoms, you don't really know what to do about it. All the positives or stuff on contact trace or someone in my family's positive, that one's pretty cut and dry. Um, and if again, if, if you get confused, you're certainly welcome to reach out to, to the nurse um, to, to help you kind of walk through that. But this decision tree should be very helpful. And I want to thank the communications department for doing a great job in uh, kind of um, uh, narrowing this down for us a little bit. So I hope it's helpful. So looking here at some, again, these uh, reporting form that we have, you, if you have any of these four cases we talked about, fill out that form. It's very, very important. It starts this automatic reporting. It, it, it is a first step in many steps and it automates a lot. It lets nurse know, it lets principals know. It, it, it starts everything. It gives confirmations back to you about what next steps are. So this is very important. And we like for you to make this form your first go thing to do because it's going to really keep Nurse Angie from just getting tons and tons of emails and tons and tons of questions. So if you'll do this, it triggers a lot of things and the nurse will be in touch. We'll confirm everything with you, but it will get all of those things started. Okay. It, it provides us with the information we need. And again, I want to emphasize, please don't just bombard a nurse Nurse Angie, if we got this form here, that, that's that first step and it will, it will help us get the ball rolling. Okay, yes, there is a, a new mass break policy. This is kind of that movement toward uh, level two um, in that we are providing in grades five through 12, a 10 to 15 minute, um, at, le a, at least 10 to 15 minutes, no, excuse me, no more than 10 or 15 minutes um, during the class. But during that time, it's, we're not talking. Uh, students have to be seated. They can't be walking around. So they're all of our rooms have six feet or more distance. Um, so they, they have to be seated. It's during an independent work time or they're taking a quiz or something like that where there's no talking going on. So uh, we feel it's, it's, it's as safe as you can be within, within reason. Um, and there's always misgregation. We know that, that we're taking a risk just by opening up. So we're trying to balance that and the health and well-being of our students. We need some breaks with regard to social and emotional health as well. Our doctors uh, on our committee approved this. 
as a as a step in in that direction and we're going to monitor it closely up to to now it's 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 working just great our students are very grateful for it um, a teacher can open the window a teacher can also take their their classes outside during that time if they would like um, and it, it may be on a rare occasion like if it's a long lab or something like that where the mass break would not be needed in a certain class every once in a while but or not able to do but most of the time um, we're doing this and it's it's been very well received and we're monitoring it closely So here is, uh, if you have questions, you can always email questions about anything to questions at LegacyCA.com. We'll get back with you as soon as we can. This is the current dashboard. You can always view that. It's a, there, it is password uh, coded. You can see and the password is there for a 2021 parent. And uh, it will give you the latest update. It's updated weekly, our, our numbers, as you can see uh, right there. So uh, that's a great re reference for you. Okay, Adam, any questions for us on this? At this time, Mr. Mosley, I do not have any questions. So that's because I did an amazing job. That's why. Glad of that. The, whoever did that decision tree did a really good job. <laughs> I know um, that's decision tree guy or girl. I don't know who that was. I don't know who's getting credit for that. Well, um, before we move on, are there any other questions, any lingering questions? I'm not seeing anything in the chat. You guys are a quiet group tonight. So, um, why don't we do this, Mr. Mosley? Do you want to go ahead and, and close us in prayer? And if any questions come in, um, you hit me at the I'll, end. But yeah, that'd be great. Let's pray together. Thank you, Adam. Um, Father, we're grateful uh, for this place, legacy, your place, Father, that you began over 20 years ago. And Father, we're just, uh, I'm grateful personally for the opportunity to have to be a part of this amazing community. Thank you for every family, for every teacher, every board member, every administrator, every child. Um, that, that makes up this community. Father, we continue to pray for your safety and protection on us. We continue to pray for wisdom. Um, and and we, we pray, Father, for strength and courage as we continue to uh, fulfill the calling that you have on all of our lives. And uh, Father, we, we're here to help students learn about you, to learn about your truth and these principles that will guide them throughout their life uh, so they can live a life that glorifies you each and every day. We're grateful today, God, for your goodness and your mercy in our lives and your provision. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I do not see any more questions. So with that, we'll turn it over to Shannon. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Mosley. Thank you, um, Adam. And uh, just a few quick reminders. Save the date up on your screen. Uh, please take a look and make sure that those dates are marked in your calendar. They're also in your email. So be sure to go check your email and grab those dates. Um, our resource guide here for um, everything that you may need in terms of any um, resources or questions that you may have. And um, lastly, follow us on social media. We'd love to uh, have you join us. And um, it's a beautiful thing to have the last word. So I will say boomer sooner and God bless. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> we'll see you next month.